We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Hello and welcome to Shows What You Know, your television podcast where we discuss the latest and sometimes old and sometimes old in a different way shows that you enjoy. And I really feel like today is going to be the day um, we're going to throw it back to you. My name is Jacob Burrows and with me I got my good friend... Jim Scampoli. I wasn't sure if you're going to say it. I'm going to say it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. This is Shows What You Know. Your tele- it back to you. <laughs> your television podcast and also Sopranos uh, uh, home base, I guess. Apologies yeah. if people don't like the Sopranos, but don't worry. We're also talking about other shows as well, like this new Netflix show, Everything Sucks. Yes, and the question I put in the title is, does Everything Sucks suck? And we haven't discussed this show yet. We watched it separately, and I'm excited and interested and worried to hear what Jim has to say about it. Um, It's a show that takes place in the 90s, and if you watch the trailers, they kind of push that hard. It's a 90s show, man. It's for 90s kids, and every comment is, oh, I wish I was born in the 90s. That seems to be a thing. But it's a show for teens. It's a teen drama, as far as I can tell. Uh, what's this show about? Well, I mean, yeah, it's a teen drama set in the 90s. It focuses on a group of uh, misfits, if you will, very freaks and geeks-ish. Um, and like uh, the, one of the central uh, focal points early in the season is kind of the the drama geeks versus the AV geeks. So it is kind of this like nerd civil war because it you get the impression that like no one that stars on the show is like cool really. The the drama nerds seem somewhat cool, but I don't know if that's just because it's in comparison to the AV geeks. Well, uh, the, when they're introduced, they don't seem cool at all. That's true. But then everyone's <laughs> just kind of cheers for them because they're being yeah. the drama kids <laughs> to the ultimate degree, and no one would cheer for that. Yeah, uh, you just roll your eyes. But no, yeah. So I I think the show kind of shows them as cool, but maybe that's also because like they old they're older and they drink. Yeah, and it also um uh, we kind of have a a B plot going on uh, dealing with some of the parents of our main characters and maybe a budding relationship there. Um, I feel, I mean, it's, it's, it's very clearly going for the freaks and geeks thing. Like, you know, this is someone that watched freaks and geeks and was like, I can make freaks and geeks. Right. Would you say, would you say, although not to say that freaks and geeks, the most original thing, it's just about kids in high school. Um, but I don't know. The the thing it did make me wonder is, you know, I love Freaks and Geeks, one of my favorite shows. Uh, but then I, then I wonder, wait, if I was in high school in the early 80s, late 70s, what have you, would I hate Freaks and Geeks? Because it's not actually the way it was, maybe? Is that how you feel about how they portray the 90s? Yeah, and I mean, I'm being melodramatic because I don't hate this show. Um, I don't love it either. So it is just kind of this middle, like this mid-road. I feel like yeah. the show definitely has some good moments. Uh, mm-hmm. But then maybe I am just getting caught up in some of the, like, uh, I, I don't want to say, like, eh, just maybe eye-rolly moments. Like, there's a, there's a, I mean, what should we say as far as spoilers that we're discussing on this show? We keep it, uh, I, keep I it spoiler-free you know, right now? 
we're spoiler free right now. We'll okay. let you know if we get into details. But you know, I, uh, yeah, I think uh, like y- y- use use your common sense, say, people. We're gonna say some stuff in yeah. the show, but we're not gonna say big reveals or anything during the spoiler free stuff. Yeah, I would just say some of the stuffs like feels really on the nose, and maybe, it, and I can't tell if I'm pointing that out because it is so on the nose or if i was like rolling my eyes because i grew up with that song or whatever you know right but is it mostly like the 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 is it like the con the way it's put together where they do yes always like throw in a a a time uh you know a time specific song at just the moment where you would expect them to is that kind of what you're thinking a little bit i guess there's only one real big one that seems so on the nose uh but yeah, we'll get to that maybe in spoilers. Uh, mm. I, one of the ki- I would say that two of the kids, like uh, the main characters, are kind of the main characters. What you think at the beginning is the the three the three friends. But then you realize that the two friends are not characters um, yeah. until maybe towards the end they try to do a little like. Uh, like retcon and make it seem like they're actually characters, but for the first more than half of the season, they just kind of are there. Uh, and one of the kids, right. especially the kid that kind of looks like Beavis, uh, with like the, the 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 lighter hair that's all big and up, he uh, all he does is make references when he shows up. He'll say like home slice or he'll say damn Gina or something like that, and never really does much else except try to be the weirdo kid. Are you talking about uh, Tyler? Um, because yeah, that's the guy with the big hair. Yeah, and the guy with the slick back hair is Mangiani. Yeah, Tyler I'm Man- talking about. Mangini. I Okay, so here's the thing. I didn't get the sense that they were even trying to make them characters like that. You, you said they were the kind of the main characters at the start, but the thing you're saying was so shoved in our face of these are not important characters. They are caricatures, and it's not promising because they have, like, the first lines in the whole show. If you watch the show, basically, um, I guess maybe they show the TV first. I can't, like, the, the, the morning announcement, but I can't remember. But, but like, the first thing is, like, they're talking about the new Star Wars movies and arguing. And I didn't mind Tyler, but the other guy gave him this sort of um, freaking... Uh, Big Bang Theory vibes, because uh, he's like the archetypical nerd character and like talks in a very specific way. And I, it felt like the very specific reference I'm going to drop, but it felt like the the two friends in fucking Armada by Ernest Klein, who are <laughs> just two characters who are there to crack references and and jokes and stuff. Um, and I didn't, I mean, I guess I didn't mind that too much because they are not the main characters. The main characters are Luke. And Kate, at least to start with. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I, yeah, again, I don't think it's fully clear as the show. Like, you, you don't expect. I don't know. I guess personally, you don't expect uh, these because they have a decent amount of screen time to not be characters. You know, like they're there a bit. Uh, it would be kind of like, I mean, I, I keep going to Freaks and Geeks, but you know, if Sam's friends were just there to say like. Uh, Caddyshack, and then he's like, "All right, get out of here, Sam." You know, um, yeah. But I think I guess you're right. It, it, maybe it could be clear for other people. It just kind of annoyed me because I don't know. I guess I wanted more. I guess you're right. There's more. There's definitely. It's obviously Luke and Kate that are the main characters. But even with that, with that storyline, they stretch it out a little too thin, where it would have been more fulfilling to have those 
other two characters be characters for a little bit because I feel like they drag out this Luke and Kate thing uh, longer than they should. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, they like it's they they're kind of uh, yeah, as I said, they feel a bit like caricatures early on, and they're not really given the space or like even. Like, like especially when they're just there to kind of add some conflict that isn't really there of like his friend has to be really against him getting a girlfriend for some reason like <laughs> no but we're the nerds we you, do you not understand what this is going to do to our whole social strata situation blah, blah blah and it's like well i mean i guess but you're not a real person so you don't get to say that you're just introducing conflict without yeah. first establishing why you would think that yes the mcquade character it's weird because i feel like the 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 actor that plays mcquade is probably a better actor at least what i thought but he does you're right he doesn't feel true at all like it's such a put on it's like if someone wore a nerd costume on halloween like yeah his it, or i guess it's like when they have the girl put her hair up and put glasses on i'm not saying this kid's a hunk but i mean clearly he's like a teenage hunk and they try to ugly him up or something and then make him do a weird voice and it, none of it feels true uh on the flip side i mean i guess the other kid doesn't look as crazy but I feel like he's acting crazy all the time. Uh, and it's like really distracting anytime he's in a scene because he's going to just say a thing about uh, TV or... Yeah, like it's, it wasn't a good look when they're discussing the prequels in such an obvious we've seen it type of way. And then I think one of their second conversations is about Alanis Morissette's uh, ironic and discussing yeah. the irony. And then again, it's another tired thing that we've seen before um so yeah, yeah. Th those are kind of some 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 early warnings are like uh oh but then th there's still some good stuff there's still like i do um i, I do like luke and i do like wh what's going on with luke and kate and i mean i don't know if it's i don't know if it's better written or i guess it's just because i'm older but the uh relationship with the parents plays like way better in a lot of cases i feel than luke and kate's relationship or just the kids in general hmm. okay yeah uh i mean a lot of the stuff we were mentioning right now is kind of the first episode and some people have said you know give the show time it'll grow on you is that was that how you experienced it I would agree um, because I do feel like the first episode gets pretty heavy and and I, I've talked to some people who watch the trailer and the trailer turns them off because the trailer is a lot of like uh, remember 90s what's this net thing yeah. you're talking about oh it, you need to wait for a while and you're kind of like <laughs> it's like okay this sounds great this will be a great show but also in full disclosure um, I watched the horrible trailer and I thought it was bad but I was the one that message jacob and i was like 90s so it did work in that way even though i didn't think it necessarily looked good but i was thinking like freaks and geeks in the 90s i'm gonna watch this yeah. uh and then we did um but yeah i feel like uh there's definitely more to it uh so it is worth sticking out um and again i don't it, it's i can't like ring praises on this show but i'm not like sorry i watched it i don't think it was bad or anything um it didn't quite just reach full heights of like, I love this, but who, who yeah. knows? I think the cast is still pretty good. Even with these kids who aren't characters, uh, there's still some interesting stuff they could do. And like I said, they kind of try to make them characters by the end. So maybe there'll be more 
they do if they do another season. Yeah, and uh, I guess I haven't given my overall impression yet. And for me, it was I kind of had a feeling in some episodes that I was kind of like, okay, of course they're going to do that. And then I was like, I want to watch the next one. Like I went away and did something else. And I was like, I want to see what happens next. Um, And it's 10 episodes. They're not very long. And at the end, I was still left kind of wanting more. And it definitely, for me at least, scratches that teen drama itch that a show like Riverdale is just a little bit too bad to do, where this is actually obviously way better than Riverdale. Um, And it kind of does that thing. It it feels, yeah, kind of guilty pleasure-ish, but it goes into things that I, like, it goes into the 90s, but it's not as heavy-handed as the trailer would would say like yeah there is that stuff but it's not like a fucking joke a minute about the 90s it does actually have a story to it and you know some of the characters are better developed and i think they're they're pretty interesting to follow and of course i mean i'll say this before we get into spoilers it turns into we're gonna make a film together all of us who have our differences we're all going to come together and make a film i think i could say that because it's kind of the plot summary on wikipedia or whatever uh in the first line and you know i'm a sucker for that so like of course I'm, i'm happy to watch like weird kids come together and do something creative whether it's you know start a band or make a film or whatever i love that sort of thing um and then there's all manner of dramatics and conflicts that ensue uh, in relation to that. So uh, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And which is weird because we kind of had this discussion not too long ago about The Sopranos. And uh, I was on board with the um, like the the meta screenplay um, like quotes they had. And yeah. you were kind of turned off by it. And now it's kind of flipped. Because I, I love this stuff too. But in this show, it didn't feel as true to me. And it could be, honestly, it's probably more personal. Because I grew up wanting to like make movies and stuff. But I never had like an AV club at my school. So a lot of times I'm watching this show. And I'm like, look at this fucking studio they have. Are you serious? No high school has this. No high well, school I- <laughs> is paying for you to fucking drive down to California and spend like three nights in a hotel to go shoot a scene for your movie. Um, but whatever. That's just well, more personal. I get, I, shit, I I get to be, you know, I have a layer removed. It's, I guess, the same with when you're thinking of the 90s. Like, it wasn't like that. I'm from Sweden, so I can watch this. And I'm like, yeah, of course it was like that in the 90s in the US. <laughs> Everyone had a Navy club. I yeah. gave it the same thing. I, had, I think I held one v- big VCR video camera at one point when I was in that sort of age. And uh, that was it. Uh, so <laughs> I, I didn't get, I get to ma- got to make like half a film. Um, not 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 half a film. That's an overstatement. Half a YouTube clip with a VCR camera. So yeah, I'm also like, yeah, that was this would be awesome. But I I get to yeah. you know supersede the jealousy because I just assumed that you had that all of you. I wish. And I mean, I guess it's just because I do like the idea and I like what comes from it. But it just didn't ring true to me. Like to get to that point or whatever. It just I don't know. It's it's hard to really put my finger on. Um, as far as like buying into it and not i don't know it just felt kind of like and then we make a movie so and i mean that's what it is 
Yeah. Did you have, I, I assume you didn't have like morning TV announcements in no. your school then? Yeah, no. Because <laughs> that's all that stuff is like where I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Because I'm probably being like a kid watching it now. Like, yeah, of course that's what it was like back then. Because obviously we didn't have that. You didn't have that. Um, but yeah, I just like that stuff. And I, I guess towards the end of the second episode is where I was getting more into the show because they do this thing where they play a, play a thing for everyone in the school and it's got like the creative aspect, but also the aspect of like teen drama going on. And, and like, I can kind of feel, I think I tweeted that I could kind of feel after two episodes, like I could see where the whole rest of the show was going, mm -hmm. but I didn't really mind that. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I, because I do agree with what you're saying is it, it was a show where I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll watch the next one. Uh, and it's like, all right, I'll watch another one. And yeah. Again, it just it wasn't so much that I was like, yeah, this is I'm jazzed on this show, like something like American Vandal or something. But I wasn't Riverdale where I watched one episode and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. It's what, like you said, it has a lot of potential. And I honestly feel like uh, they should definitely make another season. And next season could maybe go wrong or maybe it could go like heighten it where they've they're now you know grabbing hold of the stuff that's not as good here and elevating it and getting more into the characters and less into let's talk about the song lyrics of a 90s song yeah um but some of the stuff that was very 90s felt more integrated than others like when they were going to a concert and things like that it didn't feel as bad to me uh i don't know i agree with you? that no i agree with that yeah. i feel like there are some things that definitely and and it probably was more as it went on. I do feel like the back half is probably a bit more solid. Uh, yeah. And I I, I I guess one of the best stamps of approval I can give it is I do think they should get a season two and I look forward to what they do because I feel like they it could be, you know, this could be one of those shows like, you know, there are a lot of shows that have a shaky first season, but you can kind of see where they might be able to settle and kind of make a really good show. And I think that's what this is here. Yes. Um, so I don't know. Do you think we should say like a spoiler warning and talk more about specific details? Uh, or should we go through something else first? Um, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I guess we should get into spoilers in just a moment. I guess quick call out the uh, one of the creators is the AV, like the crazy AV club teacher that they have. Oh, really? um, I thought that was a nice touch. That dude, he's one of the creators and writers of the show. You, I mean, you totally get that these dudes grew up in this time, and it is like their weird like love letter to like, hey, we should make a thing when we were in high school and all the stuff we love. So it's there. I, it, I, I don't even if some of the references are kind of corny. I don't feel like they're phony. If that makes sense. Yeah, and there's stuff where. It could have come off bad, uh, where I, I, it works for me. Like the fact that uh, Luke's dad is a vlogger before vlogs oh, were yeah. a thing. Yeah. He has this VCR diary that he recorded, and throughout the show, Luke pops in a tape now and then. And, you know, we see his developing relationship as he starts to understand more about his father. Uh, that was all right, even though, or like that act is actually heightened by having it on VCR tapes because it wouldn't be as interesting if it was just opening an MP4 file yeah. in today's, you know, day and age. They use the nostalgia in some aspects like there uh, and actually heighten it, I think. I agree. I think it's an interesting um, 
like way to uh like kind of introduce us to his dad uh the only nitpick i have on that and it's a small nitpick but it's just luke is this kid that is excited for av club and he's the one that knows how to fix the camera and stuff but Meanwhile, the, a girl has to point out that there's a crate of VHS tapes in his garage, and he's like, oh, I don't know what those are. And at first, yeah. I thought he was only saying that because it's like, oh, that's my dad, and that's a sensitive subject. But then it becomes clear that he's never seen these before. And, I mean, it, it, again, that's a small nitpick. It doesn't ruin anything, but I was kind of like, yeah. what? I can't quite tell if it would be better or worse if they, she like accidentally broke the wall and then behind <laughs> yeah. the wall is like hidden a bunch of tapes. Yeah, it would exactly. probably be worse, but in a way it would be because you're right. He j- she just mentions it and then it's like, huh, I should probably watch all of those. And I guess I could see that happening, but it does seem like he spends all his time in this garage and he would know like every inch of it at this point. Um, well, yeah, and it should at least have been underneath something. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially just being kind of like a video nerd. You're not yeah. gonna just have random VHS tapes. You don't know what they are, but it, it, it's a small thing. It's you know they're they're uh, they're b- building that dramatic tension, and they got to do it some way. So like, hey, here's the group. Of, here's a crate of VHS tapes. Oh my goodness! Yes, I do um, like that. Well, I guess we can get into it in spoilers. Might, might as well just get into spoilers then. Yeah, let's say spoilers from here on. But honestly, again, this is. It's a teen drama, and as I said, after the second episode, I felt I knew how the show was going to go, and I'll say there were no huge twists for me, Uh, so, you know, it's probably going to be almost as enjoyable, even if you've heard us discuss some of the details, because we're not going to get into every single plot point. Yeah, uh, so spoilers! Spoilers. Um, Yes. I do like that... As the audience, when we're watching the his dad's VHS tapes, we can kind of pick up his mental state and how, like we like I like that Luke Luke is looking at his dad who he doesn't know and wants to know, and you know everyone's dad's their hero, so he's not picking up on these little. I mean, I guess they're not even that subtle, but still, uh, I just liked how that played out because it you could see how a kid would think it's cool, but when you're watching it, you're like, uh his dad's like a weirdo and maybe he's in a fucking loony bin or some shit. And I guess close enough, he works at a blockbuster. Yeah. Zing him. sinking ship. And that made me think of, I didn't, I mean, this is not a spoiler thing, so I could have said it a moment ago, but Luke is a good actor. That kid acts good. Um, and Kate, very good actor as well. Um, and uh, like it, whenever I watch a teen drama by season two, I like hate every character because every character has stabbed everyone else in the back. Um, and like everyone's like been together with everyone and everyone's gone. Like it, they just take these characters and throw them around at each other in an, in an average teen drama. And I don't know, maybe this will go the same way, but what they've managed to do in the first season is take Luke. I I'm ambivalent about him. Then by episode two, I really like him. And then like a few episodes later, I really dislike him. And then I really like him again. Um, and they managed to do that without it becoming too uh, thin and like disposing of the character for me, at least it still feels genuine up to this point. I could see that. I think they, they um, leaned on the Luke being a piece of shit, like not piece of shit, but Luke like going into a tantrum on everyone. I mean, I guess yeah. they did it twice, but it just felt yeah. very familiar because it was like two episodes later he was doing it again. Because in one mm-hmm. episode, he's yelling at everyone about the script or about the green screen. 
and then all of a sudden he's cool. But then in the and like the by the finale, he's yelling at everyone again because he's got yeah. to edit. So, and and that was I, I, these are uh, those again. This is kind of more nitpick nerd garbage. W- did the AV teacher not know about a green screen? Like what? Uh, what was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> I think they just had their own like free reigns and could do uh, whatever they wanted to. I, I mean, he's obviously just high at work all the time. Well, so I just he... mean like, because like a kind of a plot point is that Luke makes, they, they make this movie about aliens and Luke makes the aliens blue. And yeah. in their uh, AV club, they have a blue screen for the chroma, the, for the keying effects. And of course with the blue makeup, they're blending in and they're all like, what are we going to do? And, mm-hmm. but he's right there. The teacher can't be like, use a green screen. And then later yeah. on, like Luke figures out the green screen, but then they throw in another monkey wrench somehow where that doesn't work. And again, this is yeah. just who fucking cares. But I guess it's it. It also is a little different because now I think people are more well versed uh, because everyone makes a fucking YouTube show and knows a green screen now. And I can't imagine yeah, some- that kids in the AV club didn't know about a green screen. Yeah, I can't imagine people would just like have a green screen and not properly utilize it uh, for their show on the internet. You know, just have it hanging <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, very true. Uh, Great point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Luke turns into a piece of shit twice, and I think the first time's the worst because he like, I mean, yeah, we're talking about the plot now, and he is has a crush on Kate and asks Kate out, and she says yes, even though she's gay and she knows she's gay mostly. Uh, but she doesn't want to admit it. But he does it in such a great way with Wonderwall, and she's being accused of being a lesbian by people, so she says yes, and that all adds up and makes sense. And it even, like, tracks all the way up to her, like, admitting to him after they share their first kiss that, no, I'm probably gay. But then after that, he he realizes at the end of another episode after that, oh, shit, I'm falling in love with this girl. They even set up a system of, like, if I start to fall for you, I need to, like, yeah, I need to tell you so we can stop pretending. I uh, thought they were going to hold that a little bit longer. Because, I mean, you know, yeah. when they're setting it up, you know, like, okay, here we go. Because mm-hmm. they're having this conversation. And it, I, I'll give them this. It is an interesting, even though I thought, even though I think they spread this out a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. They do an interesting thing with it where she doesn't wait too long to just tell him, like, no, I realize that I am actually, I, I'm gay, I'm a lesbian. Uh, and Luke tries to cling to it by just being like, okay, we'll just be in, like, a fake relationship or whatever. That'll help everyone. And <laughs> then he has this conversation where he's like, look, you don't have to worry about me falling for you. You know, we'll have a code word. Uh what does he say? Like yellow something or I forget. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. And but uh, I mean, and, and you know it's coming. Um, I kind of hoped they would hold off maybe an episode, but it's by the end of that episode. So uh, yeah, but then it's, he doesn't like the next. His next logical step. This is where you dislike Luke. His next logical step is like I have to woo her, or yeah. I have to really like <laughs> lay on the charm. Like he yeah. already knows. You already went through this several episodes ago. And after that, when that all blows up in his face, he becomes a piece of shit. And that makes him seem intolerable. And, you know, he eventually realizes being a piece of shit, which is good. But then uh, the second time, it's more understandable because that's after he has a run-in with his dad. Mm-hmm. And things are actually kind of shit. Uh, and he comes home and sees the principal in bed with his mother. Uh, which they, Which is kind of bad even if you weren't dating 
his daughter <laughs> like they're i mean he's not wrong to be super upset there i feel uh that's such a whole situation and yeah you said the the parents were kind of more believable or more kind of it it it, it made sense to you right yeah, I liked how they played out the parents' relationship. I guess, I guess a big part of it, I liked both of those actors. I thought they were really good. And plus, I mean, the principal, um, what the hell, Ken, Ken Messner. I guess he's played yeah. by a guy named Patch Dara. Uh, nice mm-hmm. name. Um, but <laughs> he plays a real lovable schlub. So you kind of want to root for him because... You know, we see him, he's being a, he's a good dad, he's a dorky principal, and, you know, they give him, a, he's got a backstory of a dead wife, and then we find out, like, it's even worse, like, what, she killed herself or whatever. Yeah. Um, And, I don't know, I just wanted to root for the guy, I wanted to hug him, you know, so I did like it, but you're totally right, I didn't think Luke was out of line, I mean, he was out of line, but I understood why he was out of line, when the way he reacted. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I rooted for the I rooted for the the parents big time, and I guess maybe it's just because I'm an old man now. <laughs> well, you watched the path, right? He's in that show. Oh, he is uh, in the path. I've only watched the first season. I got to catch up. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I do have one question for you on their relationship. Um, on January first this year, uh, when you went and bought your first marijuana cigarette <laughs> from the weed store, yeah, uh, because of course you could not consume it before then. It became legal in nevada and you you thought i'll i'll try this since it's legal i have to do it it Um, actually became legal uh in july oh okay okay well just to make things fucking factually correct (laughs) was it okay the first of july then (laughs) really okay first of july when you went and bought your first legal uh, or first period marijuana cigarette and you huffed it on it you huffed it up in your uh, mouth and down your throat and you 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 thought, hmm, okay. So the first thing you did, and I have no experience with this, so I don't know, but was the first thing you did go and play tennis against the wall and get really hyperactive? Is that <laughs> what happened when you smoked weed no. the first time, Jim? No. No, that's not no. what happened. Okay. <laughs> but well, hey, it as affects- I said, I can't comment, but it's kind of interesting. Like, they behave like they took speed and are, like, <laughs> talking really fast and thro- shooting this ball at the wall. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Have the creators not smoked weed? Because the guy looks like he's high on the show and he is one of the creators. So it seems really weird to me. Well, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was a sativa strain. Because I think, like... Um, okay. uh, what is it? Sativa and like even I, I'm not that well versed. It's sativa and uh, something or other. <laughs> Fuck, I Crash. stink right now. Uh, cause not oh indica. Cause I kept thinking of indicud, which was like cu- Kid Cudi, and I'm like, it's not that. That's Kid Cudi. But yeah, indica is more of a downer, my dude. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just smoking sativa, playing tennis. Okay, I mean, yeah, as I said, I have no I would have no clue, but it did seem a bit strange. Uh it's like they took a line. Like they act like that scene would have made more sense if he was like, "Yeah, found some cocaine, never did K." And they just snorted up their noses. I'm trying I'm around. trying to remember if I remember this scene. I mean, I remember when they they smoke in the parking lot and then they raid the the munchies and I remember yeah. they go swimming, but yeah, they play tennis as well. They're in the gym and there's like science stuff and she's walking around talking about how, oh, you know, all the great scientists probably smoke pot because of blah, blah, blah. Oh, and he's like that's right. all sweaty. Yeah, yeah I remember. Um, 
And this was the point where I messaged you and I was like, hey, remember how I said the show had some real highs? It's got some lows too, my dude. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so now yeah. you're right. Now I remember. Uh, but I, I guess in a weird way, um, yeah, because I feel like everything, like Caesar in the chat, no one knows how to write weed and TV shows. Like everything is all, like drugs are always weirdly done in movies or TV shows for the weird comedic yeah. effect. So I guess I'll accept it. I'll allow it. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I was less on board with their relationship because they figured, hey, you know, this will be fine as long as we don't tell our kids. And the reason they kind of start talking is that their kids are dating. And uh, it just seems like they should know that it's a tricky situation and they don't act like it ever. And then they're kind of off on a date while their kids just drive off somewhere to go to a concert which mm -hmm. they don't even know about or anything. Um, so I wasn't in love with their relationship, but by the end, I was more on board with it because, yeah, because they're actually like positive for each other. And even Luke realizes this uh, towards the end. So, so I'm, I'm with it there. It, it was just kind of like when they first had their first meeting, I felt like, oh, cool. Yeah, they're gonna, like season two, Kate and Luke are gonna be siblings. Well, I bought it just because I thought it was presented where it made sense because they were both clearly kind of lonely people. And they both had, they were both presented to have pretty decent relationships with their kids and their kids were kind of nerdy. So I kind of understood that they wouldn't think much of uh, their kids are out and about or whatever, where something yeah. bad would be happening. And, and yeah, there is definitely like it was clearly going to be an issue. But as far as one, like once they had to tell their kids what was the truth, but I under I, I don't know I just bought into the idea that it wasn't this wasn't a regular thing for them and it I you know it was with this weird I don't want to say love at first sight but this weird connection and I don't know it just worked for me yeah and um, I don't want to say I'm like super proud of us but I'm I I kind of like that every single review I've seen of this just talks about how it's a gay coming of age story and that doesn't really seem like yeah that's in it that's part of the story but that's not like the only thing to talk about in this because they play it as just a part of the story and I think that's how we've been treating it as well like it's I, it's probably one of the better parts honestly because of the acting from her and Emmeline um so so that's really that's a really good part that's why i wanted to mention it but uh it's kind of uh you know we often bring up stuff we don't like more than stuff we like <laughs> so i wanted to mention it anyway but i just feel like every review just won't stop talking about how it's so great that we got a gay coming of age story and i like that the show doesn't make that big a deal of it yeah yeah it does it, the way they uh the way the story unfolds it does play pretty well like um I mean, there's a few things that seem off, but like, you know, her kind of have lingering gaze at other uh, gaze, not gay, but gaze uh, uh, yeah. at, you know, a girl she might have a crush on, but she's kind of still confused about it uh, in the in the locker room. And then her like swiping Luke's uh, uh, nudie mag and kind of almost like masturbating for her dad storms in and very comical fashion. Um and kind of then being at like a, it's on paper it seems so on the nose, but yeah. when she's at a Tori Amos concert and kind of looks around, like it's, it, I know what if you haven't seen it and you hear me talking about it, it sounds <laughs> like shit, but uh, it's played really well and it rings true, 
And it, it it does make sense where it's like the nice moment where well, like where she kind of can tell Luke like no I'm for sure this is not a thing like this I've this is this was a great moment I'm so glad that you brought me to this concert because I finally am in a place where I could see like what my future could be or see that it's okay to be who I am I thought it, I thought it all plays pretty well um, so yeah I, I, I agree. She, she, she rips the boy posters off her wall, and it's like you said, it doesn't sound great, yeah. but it's like, you're in that dramatic moment. It doesn't feel off in the show, those things. Well, and, um, and especially because, I mean, I think it is important that it, it plays up, like her discovering her, her sexuality, but it could, it could play the same way without having to do with her sexuality, because with a lot of kids in high school, just getting into the music that you like and feeling like something speaks to you, uh, it could play almost the same way, uh, you know, and then you come home and you're looking at your lame ass shit on your wall and you're pulling it down. You're putting up your punk rock uh, posters. You know, this is Jim. This is 15 year old Jim, my guy. Yeah. This is 15 year old Jim t- taking down his uh, his uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air poster and putting up a no effects poster. Right. But now you have a bigger house. So you have room for both of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Like both assume. framed and signed. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've always liked the cool shit, so it's hard for me to relate. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like Pokemon. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. And even the, like, she's pining for this girl, and we don't need to get into all the details of it. But e- even when that starts developing, it doesn't really seem forced. Oliver's a piece of shit, but he's an entertaining piece of shit to watch. That's the drama, main drama kid. Um, and his... I guess when you when you talk about like the other side characters getting t- a tiny bit more uh, of character, it's when partially he starts mentoring Tyler and uh, uh, and stuff like that, and McQuaid starts well, to come out a little bit out of his shell. Yeah, I mean, some of those things; those are some of the things that were kind of little hiccups to me. Like, I yeah. like the idea of how um, who is the piece of shit uh, Oliver. Yeah, how Oliver? Well, no, no, not yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, Oliver when. He starts mentoring Tyler, but I also kind of didn't really get it, <laughs> I, like why it happened. I mean, it's funny enough. Maybe that's just the joke, um, but I didn't really get like how that came about. He just kind of goes over him when he's like, hey, come here or whatever, and just starts talking to him. Uh, yeah. And then also with the Emmeline character, I feel like she's all over the place and doesn't really make sense to me. And it feels more convenience at the end where she becomes this understanding I'm in love with you, Kate type deal. That didn't yeah. feel that accurate. I mean, I guess it just made sense to give Kate something, uh, but I didn't feel like her character made sense. I mean, I guess you could you could make the argument that that's why she's combative with her at the beginning because she's, what, in the closet, I guess, mm-hmm. and wants to come out. Um, it just felt way too convenient that also, like, she's there and she's the best and she's understanding of everything like yes go to luke i completely understand i'll be here uh, i don't know yeah yeah and uh i want to be careful because i don't want to say anything offensive about the character but uh the 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 feeling i got and the reason i think it works is that she's kind of just going to whoever is giving her attention true and then kind of when when Kate is not paying her attention, that actually makes her more interested. And that all adds up to me. And I'm kind of like, I'm fine with it to this point, but they can't have like a great 
totally functional relationship throughout the next season. Clearly, they are not super compatible as they're shown right now because they're in kind of a puppy love type phase. Uh, and I think it is one way or another, like her erratic personality, it is erratic, but that's totally also supported by the way she acts and like gets <laughs> yeah. up on the tables and yells at people and writes on people's lockers. And yeah, now, now she's shifted into something totally different. Um, but at the same time, I don't feel like that makes her character thin necessarily. It makes her volatile and it makes me worried for Kate, who is precious and should be protected. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting, I think. Um, but I totally see how it could come off to you like not great either. Well, I, I think that's a good read on it. And I kind of had the same read, too, where it's more like... You know, she's going through this thing because Oliver left uh, and she really just liked what Kate was saying about her that, you know, uh, like that she wants her and like the feeling of being wanted. It was just more so the after the fact of how understanding about everything she was being. Yeah, yeah. That just felt more convenient. Like, because now all of a sudden she's dressing nice. I mean, I guess it still works to your theory. And yeah, if it does play out in season two where things, it's like the old, it's like a, uh, a lifetime movie uh, here in the states. They make lifetime movies where you know the girl meets the man of her dreams, and he's so perfect. But then all of a sudden, he's the darkness starts to show once the honeymoon <laughs> season is over. Uh, so I guess you're right. If it does play to that, then I'm completely wrong. Um, and I, I don't know. There could be a few things that play. They're planting seeds for that, and also maybe they're making the show, and they don't know if they're going to be able to make more. So it's just kind of a nice way to leave things uh, for the end of potentially the series yes uh, and i mean speaking of season two uh we are talking spoilers so yeah at the end his dad comes on a motorbike and they treat it like a big thing and for me i mean yeah i guess it'll be a thing but i don't feel like it's gonna like that's also a thing where you feel like you know how it's gonna go and it's obviously not gonna be like i'm back and i'm your dad like <laughs> it's gonna he's gonna be gone by episode three and then he's gonna be back by episode seven or whatever like it's not gonna be a huge deal because clearly the the principal and her are the best couple uh but i don't know i guess it depends on how much they go into like yeah let's get real dramatic yeah very true and i mean taking a page out of gilmore girls book i believe an episode ended where uh, Christopher pulled up on a motorcycle, and it's yeah. like, isn't that your dad? Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, is is this blockbuster video working clerk on a motorcycle gonna come and sweep Luke's mom off her feet? Uh, tune in to find out. I, yeah, it, and it, I'm gonna. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it is a nice image to end on though, because you know they got the shot of them. You could see in the window, it's like a happy family. And then here's this conflict at the door. And little do they know that things will, will never be the same. Yeah. And if we're being kind to him, I'd say he's there, you know, to sweep Luke off his feet more than yeah. uh, his mom. But I guess I guess we'll see. And I'm interested to see it. That's the thing. There's one thing we definitely have to do before we uh, exit this week's episode. Oh, yes. And uh, it's one thing where we have a little clip we're gonna play or jim's gonna play as a little clip because we're i'm shipping up to boston whoa i'm shipping up to boston whoa i'm shipping up to boston whoa i'm shipping up to find my wooden gym that's right welcome to shipping up to boston where we find our wooden gym uh this means that jim is gonna guess what are the most popular ships that is relationships uh in this fandom currently 
uh, as far as fan fiction goes. I'm, I haven't dug deep into Tumblr. I've only checked archive of our own, and it's kind of a disappointing amount of uh, fan fiction right now. It's not enough. Uh, they haven't actually categorized it properly, so I had to go in and manually check the ships on every single fanfic oh, for Jesus. this. And there's not a huge amount. There's actually not going to be a top five this time. I'm going to ask you for a top four because okay. there's not five. There aren't five ships yet that are solid enough to be on the list. I mean, to be fair, it's still a relatively new show. I think people are still hopping on board, and uh, yeah. I think this will. What we're doing right now will give the old jump start in the ship factory known yeah. as uh, the internet. Uh, I mean, Absolutely. off the top, it's got to be Kate and Emmeline uh, for sure. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, uh, fucking Oliver and McQuaid. Uh, Wait, are you... I, I don't want to like make you second guess, but... You mean Oliver? They oh, never I'm sorry, have a Oliver and Tyler. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean Oliver yeah. and Tyler. Um, yeah. And I guess Luke and Kate. Yeah. Oh, and I gotta do one uh, more. Yeah. Just spit one out. Oh, uh, uh, Tyler and that nerd girl. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh wait, but what about McQuaid? No, I gotta change McQuaid and Emmeline. Okay, no, that makes sense. Um, so you got to order these as well, uh, as you'll recall. I'm doing um, Kate and Emily number one. Mm-hmm. What are the other ones I said? <laughs> I <forgot laughs> Luke already. and Tyler. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Oliver and Tyler, Luke and Kate, and McQuaid and Emily. Uh, okay, so then I'll go I'll go. Uh, Oliver, Tyler, two, McQuaid, Emily, three, and Luke and Kate, four. Emily, Luke and Kate. Okay. I mean, last time we did this, uh, you didn't do so hot. And I I have to say, Jim, you're up in your game oh. by a long shot here. Uh, coming off of uh, fucking Star Trek Discovery, uh, <laughs> where you ship characters that have barely interacted. Um, yes, Kate and Emily obviously got the top spot. Yes. It's, uh, yes. So well done. You get one point for picking it and one point for the correct placement. Then you picked Oliver slash Tyler as the second and you are correct again, my yes! friend. You got another two points. Uh, then you have in third place, McQuaid and Emmeline, which actually isn't on the list. So Fuck. I'm sorry you get no points for that one. God damn it. But you put Luke and Kate in fourth place, and that is totally correct. They are in Holy fourth place. Shit. It's another two points. You're up to six total points for this. Shipping up to Boston, I'd say we found our unsinkable ship. Uh, whoops. <laughs> So this is the ship they say is unsinkable. It is unsinkable. Yes, that's right. We found the unsinkable ship. Three for four in in spots. That's pretty fucking hard to do. I challenge anyone to beat that. What was the one I missed at number three? Uh, It's Oliver and Emmeline, the cannon ship. Oh, Um, duh. Yeah, obvious. Fuck, I missed that because I'm thinking I'll back half of the season. No, but you're right, because McQuaid and Emmeline could also be a thing, but everyone who's writing it is already pairing Emmeline with Kate. You have to realize almost all these ships, the reason Kate and Emmeline and Oliver and Tyler are so high is they can be in the same stories, so they get double the mentions, you know? Damn. Because they're not part of the same ship. I'm getting Uh, good. I'm I'm actually really proud of myself. (laughs) Yes. Well, you should be. And uh, honestly, like the last stories I, I checked out were all Tyler Oliver. It was Tyler Oliver, Tyler Oliver. And 
there's 17 of them. And it was only when I got into the older stories that it was all Kate, Emmeline. And I think that's because people watch the first episode and they're already all in on Kate, Emmeline. So they go write their fan fiction before they get to the end. Now that they got to the end of the season, they're all about Tyler and Oliver because, you know, they talk. So well, <laughs> that's how ships work. To be fair, though, I almost thought they were going to unleash some weird thing there because, because again, like to, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. I thought it was like a funny thing that he took an interest in him and was like mentoring him. But yeah. I almost thought like a lesser show would be like because he's secretly in the closet as well. Everyone's gay, and <laughs> this is yeah. how the world is. <laughs> no, yeah, you're you're right. That that could have easily happened. Um, and hey, there's always that bus coming back from New York. Like, you know, season two, oh, yeah. it's going to be, you know, Oliver comes back and he wants Emmeline back and that's going to create all sorts of conflict with Kate. But then, you know, Tyler's going to be there. He's like, oh, I can't believe you left. There's still room, you know. It's still there. There's still potential. We need to check yeah. it. Once season two rolls around, oh my God, there's going to be so much more fan fiction. I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Um... And I think that does more or less sum up our yeah. discussion on everything sucks. Absolutely. Does it suck? No. Is it the greatest show in the world? No. But it's a solid teen drama, and it scratches an itch that better shows actually don't scratch for me personally. So it actually definitely has a place in my viewing schedule. And sometimes I watch shows that are better, and I don't get this urge to watch another one immediately. And Everything Sucks totally nailed that. So I think it's a well-put-together show, and I look forward to season two. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm agreeing on all points. And we'll see what the future brings. Great. So uh, if you have a show you want to recommend us to discuss, please do leave a review uh, on the Shows What You Know iTunes um, page. And you can also send an email to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. We go live on Sundays to discuss The Sopranos and uh, other shows as well. And we're getting together a schedule of what's popping up, coming up soon here, like The Handmaid's Tale, Westworld. Um, What else is coming out, Jim? Um, I mean, those are the biggies for sure. I mean, we got Atlanta's airing right now. We'll be definitely talking about that soon. Uh, Netflix is always dropping some shit. Yeah, we did say we're going to do Mindhunter, and we do have a back catalog of recommended shows we're getting to, uh, including Vice Principals um, and a bunch of other ones. So so just go to showswhatyouknow.com for all your coverage and uh, subscribe to all the different feeds and rate and review, please. Yes, please. And you can also find more from me at jimandthem.com, all kinds of great stuff. And you can find more from Jacob at awesomepedia.org. Again, even greater stuff. So thank you so much, people. Thank you.